Perception. Perception is reality. Reality. Perception is reality. Reality. Some talk shows think all of their opinions are right. This one, this one knows they are. This is Perception is Reality. Christopher H. Bilbury is a no-nonsense, well, maybe a little bit of nonsense, political activist, local government watchdog, and all-around good Hoosier and God-fearing American citizen. Is this guy for real? Holding lawmakers accountable and educating citizens on the importance of participating in their local government with a dab of national and world politics and a little pop culture and maybe some real-life common sense. This, this is, is Perception is Reality. And this is Christopher H. Bilbury. Well, hello folks, it's Christopher Bilbury. How's it going? Glad to be here. You know, it feels like it's been forever since I was in the studio recording anything. And I think that's probably due, in fact, to the help of my new producers, Kate and Niles Thornburg, or who I refer to as the Vulgar Poets. I think that they are able to help kind of point the insanity into a little bit better directed thought and help me with research and help me write down the ideas and focus the madness. So thank you to the Vulgar Poets working as producers on the show. I also want to say thank you to all of you for being here. If you're listening to this, you've taken the step and you found the show either on Google Podcast or Apple Podcast or Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or one of the hosting sites, or you've just used the old trusty standby and went to perception.fireside.fm. Again, that is perception.fireside.fm. And I want to thank you for being here and listening. This is the 12th episode, the 12th time that I've come to you through your speakers, in your earbuds, on your car radio, at home, on your computer speakers, however you listen. This is the 12th time we've gotten together this way, and I want to thank you for listening. And I want to ask that you share this information with your friends, with your family. Help share this information to new listeners so we can spread the message and get it out there, get new listeners to the show. Each and every episode, I would love to have new listeners listening so that they can then go back and listen to the old shows and we can help everyone in all communities everywhere. So thank you all very, very much for your help, for your time, and for spreading the message. All right, well, we have an interesting show for today, the 12th episode of Perception is Reality. I am calling the show, If We Spend It, They Will Come, question mark. And what that's in reference to is edit money. Well, what we used to call edit money, it's now just called local income tax money. And although this fund and these monies are important, I feel like as citizens, it's definitely something that we should watch because in a lot of cases, this money can almost be seen as a slush fund of the elected officials, whether it be the mayor or council members who might 
feel as though they have pull over the mayor. Like in my home community, they have set up a committee that then goes in and approves what the mayor wants to spend because, historically speaking, the edit money has been used to fund projects that the mayor wants to push through, and there's not really been a whole lot of oversight with it. So, this has been something that I have concerned myself with for quite some time because of the fact that this is a fund in which there's little to no oversight with. And I'm going to use some experiences from my fight with Winchester, and we're going to talk about some of the law. And so we'll get into this. Also, I want to make sure that everyone is aware the term edit money, E-D-I-T, that stood for Economic Development Income Tax, has changed. They still use that term sometimes, but the actual legal term is LIT, L-I-T, Local Income Tax. So I just want to make sure everybody's aware. And here on the other side of this quick break, we're going to get into my thoughts on the edit money or LIT, Local Income Tax. You've been listening to Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey. Bilbrey. Tune in, like, and subscribe at perception.fireside.fm. Hook up on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Bilbrey318 and on Twitter at PISRBilbrey. Email khbilbrey at gmail.com or get off your butt and call the show at 765-546-9796. Perception. Perception is reality. Reality. Perception is reality. Reality. All right, folks. Well, we're back, and we're going to talk about edit money or light money or edit light money or blah. It's not really a fun topic, but here's why it's important. Because this money, historically, and definitely from my point of view, is seen or can be seen as a type of a slush fund for the officials to use in ways to maybe help buddies out or do this or that. It's supposed to be used to spur on economic development. And when you get down to it, I mean, they really can spin economic development into being really anything. And the problem with that is... Yeah, I guess it really is, but kind of, no, it's not. And I know that's not a real easy black and white answer, and it's kind of gray, but, you know, like, for example, in my home community of Winchester, Indiana, they're wanting to put in trails through the city. And I would love trails in the city. I would love to be able to go from Goodrich Park in the north through the city all the way down to Fountain Park Cemetery and having a bike trail that would you could walk on and ride your bikes and walk your dogs. That sounds fantastic. And if the city was doing wonderfully well everywhere else and if houses weren't falling down and if people had jobs, if the city was doing well financially, hell yeah, let's do that. But if your city is struggling a bit and sidewalks are crumbling and houses need torn down or need repaired and the city's getting more and more properties back to them that aren't on the tax dole and people are struggling and the city is struggling then maybe 
beautifying the city with the trails using edit money isn't a top priority. But let's look at it from their point of view for a second. So they can spin it that putting these trails in the city makes it look good, makes it look nice. People that want to come to the community to live, work, and play, they can do so. They can use our trails and everything looks wonderful. And they can claim that that helps build economic development. And maybe it does, and maybe it doesn't. It doesn't increase the amount of jobs that are available in the city. It doesn't make factories want to hire more people. It just means you got a freaking trail running through the city. But let's back up for a second, and let's look at what the law says about this edit money, economic development money, light money, whatever you want to call it, whatever they want to call it, Let's look at what the law says. So the Indiana General Assembly finds that counties and municipalities in the state of Indiana have a need to foster economic development, the development of new technology and industrial and commercial growth. The General Assembly finds that it's necessary and proper to provide an alternative method for counties and municipalities to foster the following. Economic development, development of new technology, industrial and commercial growth, employment opportunities, and diversification of industry and commerce. And they find that maintaining low property tax rates is essential to economic development. And the use of a tax imposed for the purpose of this chapter, rather than the use of property taxes, promotes this policy. That's what this is all about. Which, okay, I can applaud that, but my issue is how it's used, or what it's used for, and the oversight that goes into that, or the lack thereof. Let's go on a little bit further in the law, and then I'll get to some of my points. So the law dictates that one or more municipalities or governments can get together, and in various areas you have that. Like in Randolph County... Everybody kind of gets together, and there's an economic development corporation. They have a board, and the mayor of each of those communities goes before the board and says, this is what we want to spend of the economic development money, the edit money, the light money, however you want to say it. And they have to have a venture capital project and do this, and money is allotted to that community. And then from there, the mayor, the executive or the executive branch of each of those communities is then allowed to spend that money. Let's look at that Indiana code for a moment. The executive of a county, city, or town may adopt a capital improvement plan specifying the use of the additional revenue to be allotted for economic development purposes or designate the county or city of a town in the county as the recipient of all or part of its share of the additional revenue that is distributed for economic development purposes. And so that's where then it breaks down and goes to each community and the community is allowed to then spend the money and it's the mayor or the executive branch, meaning in a town, the three members or five members that make up the board that then is allowed to say where that money goes. And here's where I start to have a little bit of an issue. So if you're someone that's not new to the show, you will know that I have been in a fight with the city of Winchester, meaning the mayor and the council of the community for some time now 
over several different projects, but one specific one, and one that I've talked about a lot here in the last couple episodes, has been the Winchester House Drug Treatment Facility VOA debacle that started back in 2016 and is still currently going on. Now, we're coming to the end of it, and I'm starting to see light at the end of the tunnel, but it's been something that's been ongoing for a while. And here's why I bring that up. Early on in the battle... It became clear that the mayor had somehow entered into an option to purchase agreement with a church property. And if you're aware, maybe you're not, mayors in the state of Indiana are not permitted to enter into real estate deals with vendors or businesses, other people. That's something that the council would do, and the mayor doesn't have that authority. So he'd have to take that before the council, get the council approval in order to do that. But in this case, the mayor had entered into this agreement and had actually paid $1,000 down for earnest money to this church, showing them that the city was interested and that this is something that they were trying to go ahead with. The problem is that was not something that was ever discussed in a city council meeting. It was not something that happened where the council voted on that fund or any other governing fiscal body, specifically in our community, being a second-class city, the council's the fiscal body, and they never voted on that. So I was like, where did this $1,000 come from? Through records request, I got my hands on the document, and I started investigating where the money came from, and lo and behold, it came from edit money. And so upon asking my elected officials about this money, the council knew nothing about it. They had never approved anything. They didn't really know what it was. They knew that they didn't call for $1,000 to be given to this program. And then it came out, the mayor said that it was he that had given the $1,000 up and that it came from edit and that he's able to do whatever he wants to do with edit as long as it comes back to economic development. Well, that's what I question about this program that they were running, trying to bring the VOA and this drug treatment facility to Winchester. I wanted to know what exactly kind of economic development that was going to be creating for Winchester. Because up until that point, they had so far not been able to show exactly what was going to be happening as far as economic development was concerned. So at a Winchester City Council meeting on October 19th, 2017, I stood up and I asked my council... A series of questions and these questions related to pretty large amounts of money that had been spent on a project that had been pretty heated pretty divisive and it was something that the mayor was wanting to jam down everybody's throat this drug treatment facility and in a moment I'm getting ready to play for you the official recording the record of that meeting and you're gonna hear me asking the council questions about money spent and then you're gonna hear the mayor chime in and he's going to tell us how edit works and how the council can not approve a claim, but the edit money's already been spent because it's what the mayors wanted to spend it on. And so who cares if the council says, no, we don't want to spend it at that point. He had already spent the freaking money. So let's listen back to the official record from the Winchester City Council meeting on October 19th, 2017. Here we go. I recently picked up a paper that says so far on this we've spent $37,617.45. That does not include the 17000 sum that Meeks Cockrell is going to bill for, and who knows whatever kind of bill we're going to get from the uh, attorney in Indianapolis. My question is, does the council think that that's been money well spent, that the 
$617 has been money well spent? I believe it's money that you have to spend in order to even go for, further with the project, period. Okay. I included in here a sheet that kind of details out that. Can anybody on the council describe what, what went to? This is edit fund money? Oh. Yes, yeah, this is the claims that have been presented to the council, Lisa. And has been approved by the Randolph County Economic Development Board. And you'll hear right there. Just don't want to break into this one second. The mayor said that this has been approved by the Randolph County Economic Development Board. Well, that board is not an elected board. They are not accountable to the citizens of any community, specifically Winchester or Randolph County. So what the mayor is saying is he took this project that he wanted to do that was highly divisive, that was unclear if everybody else in the elected government or the city or the citizens wanted. He took this plan to them and asked them if he could spend this money, and they said yes. And the council, who's the fiscal body, had no real say in that. And you're going to hear what he says to tie up that point here in just one second. I understand that the, the Economic Development Board has approved this, but my question is, as elected officials in the city that's sitting on the fiscal body, the legislative body in this city, are you guys aware of what this is? Again, though, this council approves budgets, and the executive branch, who is in charge of the police department, fire department, other departments in the city, spend that money that's been approved. The council does not approve the edit funds. That comes from the state of Indiana because because Randolph County, not this board, Randolph County commissioners at one time and the county council agreed to economic development incentive tax. That money is about sixteen thousand and a half dollars a month that comes into the city of Winchester. Okay. So the money is able to be spent according to the capital improvement plan in which I have to have passed by the edit board. So the money is spent. The council then approves those claims. So the money's already spent. Mm -hmm. So council did not approve an edit claim, but the money's already been spent. Okay. You understand how that works? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So it's kind of confusing because it is it is a, a, a tax revenue that this council has no creation. They did not right. create that. Sure. Not even a previous city council created that. Right. That comes from the county. Right. And so what you're hearing there is his breakdown and his thoughts on how edit money is allowed to be spent. And it's basically with whatever he wants to do. I actually had the city attorney from Winchester say during one of my questions when they were answering it one time in a council meeting that money in the economic development fund could be spent however the mayor wanted to spend it because he could literally attach it to anything and claim that was economic development. And that's a problem to me because that's not what it's for. It's for what I read to you earlier when the General Assembly says it's for economic development and job creation and technology creation. It's not to be used as a slush fund for the mayor or mayors of communities attempting to set themselves up in the future with a cush job or get their buddies to get jobs as far as construction or any other deal that might be a little wonky.
The Economic Development Income Tax, what they're calling it now, LIT, L-I-T, Local Income Tax, is to promote significant opportunities for employment, attract major new businesses, you're seeing the words right there, major new businesses, and or to retain or expand existing businesses. Well, in that first subsection, A, to promote significant opportunities for employment, I want to ask, what are significant opportunities? What and who determines what significant is? Because going back to the Winchester house, it was going to develop 30 jobs. Now, you say, wow, 30 jobs. To me, that seems pretty significant. Ah, but what if of those 30 jobs... 26 of the people that were going to fill those jobs are coming from outside of your city and county. So we created a business that has 30 spots open for employment. Four of them come from within inside the city. That means you've created a position for four people inside your city who are going to get paid and use that money in the community and you're going to get the tax off those jobs. And the other 26 people are coming from Indianapolis, Muncie, Richmond, Ohio, or wherever, and they're going to get paid and they might fill up their tank every now and then of gas. They might stop and get a pack of cigarettes or a pack of gum and they might eat lunch every now and then in the city, but they're taking that money back and they're spending it in their communities so you've really created four jobs now is four significant what now if I tell you those four people are just getting paid minimum wage or they're getting paid ten bucks an hour or less is that significant I just don't think that calls for the spending of that money let me jump forward back to the future now now we have businesses in Winchester wanting to get four, five, six thousand dollars here, ten thousand dollars there, and I don't think anybody should just get something for free or without any kind of promise of paying it back or this is what's going to happen. I think that edit money should be used for the businessman, businesswoman in the community that is trying their best to do the best they can and wants to increase their business, wants to increase the amount of employees they have, maybe want to get a new roof, make the building look nicer, maybe they want to build a second store, and that's what edit money's for. Now, like in our situation in Winchester, we have a businessman wanting a little bit of money, and the officials seem a little hesitant, but yet the VOA, this Winchester House Drug Treatment Facility that's already received 1.1 million dollars and they have exactly no skin in the game and we have fronted all of this money out to them now they come to us in november of 2019 wanting $75,000 so they can send employees to training and bring new people in and i'm like what we have plenty of other businesses that we could spend $75,000 on and the mayor stands right up and he pitches this $75,000 idea. He says it's a wonderful idea. And he's mad at the council when they're not backing it. But guess what? He pushes and pushes and we end up giving the $75,000 to the VOA. Now, he actually took it before the Board of Works in an attempt to skate around the council because he knew that the council was going to be just a little 
upset with this. And so now he goes before the Board of Works. They don't want to do it. They realize this is a problem. So he then takes it to the council. But my question is now, Mr. Mayor, why didn't you just spend this the way you have other edit money? Is it because people have been drawn to take a look at this and people's attention have been drawn to it and maybe what you were doing wasn't exactly on the up and up? And this is why citizens need to be engaged. Because even though we now have the mayor looking like he's doing what's supposed to be happening, hell, don't be confused. The council went ahead and it was in agreement with him and they gave him $75,000 in November of 2018 to give to this program. Now, just five months after that, he's turning around and wanting an additional $265,000 to give them out of edit money. And I've said multiple times on the record, I know plenty of other businesses that we could give $265,000 to that are here in Winchester and that hire Winchester citizens and give the citizens of Winchester jobs and are trying to pay them money and trying to do right by the citizens and do right by the community that's what keeps the community alive. I would much rather give $265,000 in edit money to jobs like that rather than giving more money to this multi-billion dollar company out of Indianapolis that has no skin in the game here and has only created four or five jobs in Winchester. And this is not just a Winchester issue. This is everywhere. And that's why the citizens in their communities need to know what to look for. That's why I'm talking about it on this show, and that's why I'm asking you to share this episode along with all the others with literally everybody that you know, because that's the one thing that we all have in common, whether you're Republican or Democrat or whatever. We all live somewhere, and we're all affected by elected officials, whether it's city or town or county. We all live under the state control, and we all have national politicians to worry about. And if we all focus a little bit of our energy on trying to make our home a little bit better and our home community a little bit better, then we can have better government through citizen involvement. And all you need to do is tell your family and your friends, put a little post on Facebook and say, hey, listen to this episode and listen to this guy's past episodes. It's called Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey, and you can find it on all of your favorite podcast hosting sites like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, and dozens more like that. But it's just as easy to find it all under one place at perception.fireside.fm. Again, you can find me by searching it in any search engine by typing in Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbury or by simply typing in perception.fireside.fm. You're listening to this so that you can be engaged in your community and know what to look for. And I'm just telling you the reason I've done a whole show on this dry edit money crap is because that is a situation where if you're involved in your community and you're not really understanding what to look for, they can slide it through and you might not know. Edit is a, a money fund that they can use to get things done that might need a little closer examination and that you as citizens need to be aware of. That's the whole point behind this whole broadcast 
And that's why I ask you to share this, not just with your family and friends in Muncie and not just with the family and friends in Winchester, Randolph County, but the people you know in Indianapolis, the people that you know in Illinois, the people that you know in Texas. Share this and spread this message so that citizens can be aware of the tricks that their local government plays on them and it maybe helps call them to the attention and it maybe helps get them geared up and engaged and wanting to make their communities the best that it possibly can be for them, their children, their children's children, and the future on beyond that. The whole goal, remember, is to better government, specifically better local government, through citizen involvement. Perception. Perception is reality. Reality. Perception is reality. Reality. All right, folks. Well, I want to talk to you just for a second uh, on a little bit of a different topic. I want to thank you for listening. I very much appreciate you all listening. I very much appreciate you coming up and talking to me. When I'm out and about in Winchester, when I'm out and about in Muncie, wherever we're at, you know, if you feel like it's appropriate, come up and talk to me. I think that's fantastic. I absolutely love that. If you agree with me, you agree with what I'm saying, you think the show's great, come up and tell me that. If you disagree with me, if you want to debate a little bit, if you want to have some civil discourse, come up and tell me that. I love every single bit of that. I appreciate everyone that comes up and says what they say. It's been happening quite a bit more here lately, and I think that goes in connection with the viewership and listenership improving. And so I want to say thank you to everybody that bothers to click on the link, that bothers to go to perception.fireside.fm, everybody that has subscribed. That's the best way to do it. If you go one time to Google Podcasts or to Apple Podcasts or to Stitcher or Spotify or if you go to iHeartRadio or you sign up at perception.fireside.fm, then you don't have to worry to hunt it out every time. Every time a new episode is uploaded, you will be notified and you will have the chance to listen right then and there or whenever you want, but you will be sent the information and it will be nothing that you have to think about and actually consciously do. So go there, go to perception.fireside.fm and hit the like and subscribe button and that'll be taken care of. Okay, so what I want to get to now is interviews. I have a couple interviews that I'm working to hammer out here in the next little bit, and I think that you're going to really enjoy that. We're going to be talking, hopefully, to a former mayor of a big city and hopefully get a little bit of input from him on what he thought about his time in office and what he thinks about what's currently going on in the political climate in local government, and he's pretty familiar with everything that happens, and so I want to get his perspective, how he might handle certain aspects of what's going on. I definitely want to get his input and pick his brain on what's going on with my situation in Winchester, so it's going to really be fun to talk with him. I'm also in the beginning stages of talking to a few other people to get some interviews going over this summer break before the political season really kicks back off at the end of July, beginning of August. So that's where I want to come to you. 
I know I've said it in the past, and I'm going to be saying it again. Do you know somebody that is an elected official or an appointed official in a community that you live in or that you know of? Do you know somebody that is a candidate running for office? Do you know somebody, or are you a businessman or a businesswoman? Are you somebody in the community that's a mover and a shaker? Would you like to do an interview here on Perception is Reality, either the audio version here or the video version on Facebook? Do you want to get your message out and help be a mover and shaker and help do what's right for our community to better government through citizen involvement? If so, then get a hold of me on Facebook by going to Christopher H. Bilbury, by email at khbilbury at gmail.com, or the best way, call the show or text the show at 765-546-9796. And along with those interviews, I want to let you know it won't be long, like I said, until election season for the general election 2019 kicks off. It'll really start kicking off the end of July, beginning of August. I will be talking with the candidates again. Going into the general election, I'll be trying to focus on the candidates in Winchester, the candidates in Muncie, Maybe we'll be able to get some candidates from Madison County, which is Anderson, and Wayne County, which is Richmond. Hopefully, we'll be able to open those up and really get to talk to those people so that their constituents and their voters will really get a great understanding of who is on the ballot. And for the candidates that didn't talk with me in May, hopefully they'll have a change of heart and will be a little bit more open to communicate. Because I can tell you, going into the general election, every candidate is going to have to talk to every possible voter out there, and this is definitely a platform to do that on. And I always say, a candidate who is unwilling to communicate becomes an official unwilling to communicate. And so as constituents and as concerned citizens and as people who are standing up and demanding accountability, transparency, and communication, silence is not something that we can permit. So we will be focusing on that, and that'll be here before you know it. But in closing today, I want to say a couple things. Thank you very much for listening to the show and for getting this message out. That is a very key to what I'm doing. As of right now, I'm doing this with no money. To listen to the show is free and will always be free. That is not something that I will ever charge for or that you'll ever have to pay to listen to. The content and the message will always be free because I want to get it to the most amount of people possible. That means that we always want to try to increase the listenership because I put a lot of work into this, and so I want it to have the maximum amount of impact by getting to the maximum amount of people, and I need your help to do that. I do want to say that because listenership has been climbing and it's opening more doors, I have been contacted by a podcast out of Lancaster, Lancashire, England. Some folks there that have caught on to the show here, Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey, 
and they put out a podcast on SoundCloud, and I want to give you their information so that you might possibly check it out if you're into podcasts and if you're possibly into politics and the goings-on culturally and otherwise across the pond or throughout the world as a whole, then you might want to give them a listen. The name of their show is If You've Been Affected. If You've Been Affected, and it's on SoundCloud. The gentleman's name is Jack Riverman, and he has reached out to me, and we're going to have a little bit of a back and forth. He and his group and I are going to communicate back and forth, giving each other a little bit of information about where we are in the world, what we're doing, what we feel like citizens can do. And it's a chance to talk with citizens around the world to get their perspective on where they're at in life and to also get their perspective on where they feel like we might be or where we should be or where we could be. And it's very interesting because he is very interested in a lot of the same topics that I talk about. And so it's going to be interesting to see how our perspective on things is different or how it's the same and what their perception of reality is. So I'm going to be doing some segments for his show. And when that happens, I will post those up for you all to listen to, as well as we're going to be interviewing with him and maybe a few others on his show to get their input. And it's funny to hear what their take on America is primarily on the local level, because it seems like what they know about is the national level. So it's interesting to hear their take on what could be or what should be going on within our local governments. So again, that's Mr. Jack Riverman and his podcast on SoundCloud called If You've Been Affected. So listen for that coming up, and we'll have more about that in the days and weeks to come. Also, along with that, I do want to say we have several interesting episodes coming up on the next couple Tuesday and Saturday episodes, along with the interview with the former mayor of the city uh, that I haven't disclosed who and what yet, along with that interview and the other interviews that we're working on. But we also have a couple of really interesting topics that my producers and I are really going to be writing on and doing a good job covering that I feel like you guys are really going to be interested in. I'll tell you, we're working on an episode coming up either Tuesday or Saturday that we're going to be talking about the First Amendment and how it works with and for us citizens within our local governments and dealing with city council, city council meetings, board of public works meetings, dealing with the mayor, and so on. So that's going to be really interesting and that's going to be coming up. I also am going to be sitting down in a roundtable discussion between myself and two Democrats coming up in the next couple of episodes where we're going to be talking about bridging the divide. Coming together and how above and beyond being Republicans and Democrats or conservative or liberal, we need to really focus on, on the local level, bridging the divide, bridging the gap, coming together and using some freaking common sense to get our communities back on track. So that's going to be in the next week, and I really am looking forward to that, and I'm wanting to spread that message and that word because the next two to three episodes 
are really going to be fantastic. So if anybody would like to join that discussion, if anybody would like to be a part of that roundtable discussion, if you're a Republican or you're a Democrat, and you want to be a part of this discussion, please get a hold of me, and you're going to want to do that no later than Wednesday the 12th. And of course, you can email me at khbilbrey at gmail.com, or you can call or text me at 765-546-9796. I want to thank you for joining me today. I want to thank you for listening to this conversation and being a part of this topic. I want to ask you, please, please share this information around with everybody that you know. Edit money is definitely something that we need to all pay attention to. We all need to understand how it works, the ins and the outs, and we all need to understand that these officials, if they're not kept an eye on, will do what they can to better themselves instead of the community, and that's just not something that we can allow. Thank you for listening to this 12th episode of Perception is Reality. If we spend it, they will come, question mark. This has been Christopher H. Bilbury for Perception is Reality, the audio version, and until next time, Have a wonderful few days. Keep up the good work in keeping the fight going on the local level. Hold strong. Help each other out. Stay strong in your beliefs. Engage in debate and civil discourse. Be polite, yet strong and firm. And God bless you. Love you all. See you next time. Perception. Perception is reality. Reality. Perception is reality. You've been listening to Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey. Bilbrey. Tune in, like, and subscribe at perception.fireside.fm. Hook up on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Bilbrey318. And on Twitter at PISRBilbrey. Email khbilbrey at gmail.com. Or get off your butt and call the show at 765-546-9796. Till next time, remember, perception Perception is is reality. reality. This has been Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey, where we aim for better government through citizen involvement.